Welcome to Left in the Right Lane with your host, Dunny. I'm pretty sure Marjorie Taylor Greene just wants to be Trump's Ava Braun. Skinner. I'm just saying you were my dad and this was Back to the Future and I was Michael J. Fox. I would beat the fuck out of you. And Milgram. Every day I wake up, I choose violence. And now, Left in the Right Lane. Hello, welcome back to Left in the Right Lane. I am always Dunning. <laughs> what was that? I just what was that uh, dro- dopey dog kind of thing there? What what is the name of that dog? Droopy. <laughs> fucking Eeyore. I'm Dunning. I'm Dunning. And I'm Milgram, and I'm and I uh, am not going to sound like that today. I'm actually in a pretty good mood. <laughs> well, that's new. Yeah, it really is. I, this this new mood thing that I got today. I don't know if it's hurting me. I really don't know if it's actually causing me physical harm to be nice to people today. You have a glow about you. Just a glow. You look jovial. I am you not. Look, you look like, as Skinner would say, you look like Christmas. This one thing I am not is jovial. <laughs> you look like Christmas. Speaking uh, of Skinner. Where, where in where the, the world is, is Skinner? Skinner? Uh, Skinner is, uh, if I, if I remember correctly, him and, uh, Mrs. Skinner just made it to, uh, the wild North, um, a place that I wouldn't step foot in if you paid me. What do you mean the wild North? Yeah. I think he's in Alaska, Alaska, fucking Alaska. You know, did he mention that last show that he was going up to Alaska? Cause he was dressed like he was already there. He's always dressed like he's going to, he Alaska. was sweating like a pig in here. Well, Yeah. Yeah, no. So he's he's um he's away this week. So so no Skinner, which which is sad. He but, always uh, wait, wait. Am I not good enough? <laughs> no, you're great. Am I not good enough? You're you great. Need to have Skinner sitting next to you. Skinner is like having a kid that forgot to take his um, Ritalin with us just all over the place saying words that some some are nonsensical. And that's well, what that's why we love him. I always felt like Skinner was the the human version of Tourette's. That's kind of what he is. But nice. But nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like if Tourette's had a filter. I have a Tourette's friend. <laughs> Do you? And uh, when I first met my Tourette's friend, um, I was really embarrassed to go out and do stuff with him. But now I just find it to be the most entertaining thing ever. Yeah. And so does he. Yeah, I um, bet that'd be fun. Because when he first started uh, going out, he could not stop saying the word cunt every time, every time that he saw anybody, we would be sitting, we would be sitting in the restaurant and he, he's taking, you know, medication to calm this down a little bit, but we're sitting in a restaurant and this lady walks by and she's like, hi, how you doing? And he's like, cunt. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, you just want to bury your head. You'd think that you'd be in a lot of fights in a situation like that, because even though it's involuntary, like 
there's a lot of hot headed folks out there that aren't going to, aren't going to wait to get the full meal uh, deal of what the situation is before they start throwing fists. Like, (laughs) but now it's just, now it's just flat entertaining to go out with him. And he, he knows it's entertaining as well. He entertains me with this because it's like, you have no idea how involuntary this is. Sure. And you can say it's involuntary, but you have no idea how absolutely involuntary it is to him. Just to blurt out those words, blue words like that mm-hmm. is like blinking or breathing. Yeah. No, I thought for a long time that my colon had Tourette's. <laughs> what? It was just talking shit all the time. Like okay. I couldn't stop it. It was bad. That's like a, <laughs> come on. That is, that is such a bad, filthy dad joke. It is. I'm here for that. All of that bad stuff, puns, Jeez. bad dad jokes. Um. So I got, we were talking about the Bartesian last week, right? Damn, the Bartesian. Um, I brought a couple bottles, bottle of bourbon and a bottle of rum for the Bartesian. Mm. Uh, I got a phone call from, and for, for those of you longtime listeners. You did not. You might, you might know this. You did not. Uh, Kruger called and oh, said <laughs> he would like to challenge the Bartesian to a duel. <laughs> oh my, What? <laughs> Hands down. I don't think it's fair. No, it's not. The The barnacle has absolutely no chance whatsoever of, no, winning, of winning. No, that. there's no way that the Bartesian wins in Bartesian. A, a cocktail fight against Kruger. There's no way. You know, uh, in reviewing last week's show, I called that thing anything but Bartesian. Yeah, you got every every other name it could have possibly been other than what it's actually called. And I just called it a barnacle. A barnacle, which was actually the coolest name you gave it so far. An alcohol squirting barnacle. That's pretty cool. It's like uh, it's like an alcohol milking. Um, Ew. I know. Yeah. Boy, this week has been absolute hot, wet garbage. It really it. They seem to all be hot, wet garbage anymore. Yeah. You can't get anything done uh, anymore. I mean, we are so divided as a country that. Um, we're going to end up having uh, fist fights in Safeway parking lot over the Pepsi challenge at some point. Like, <laughs> yes, it's, I mean, I don't even think at some point, I think it's already starting to happen where people, first of all, the president just came out and said, we're done with your bullshit. Yeah. That this, new mandate is kind of going to be that new mandate is like, I, I sat there and I just stared at it like, Oh shit. Yeah. It was like it was in a surreal little space, but he's like, uh, "We're done with your bullshit. You're gonna get, you're gonna get vaccinated, or you're gonna, or you're gonna lose your fucking job. That's all there is to it. We're tired of your bullshit. Um, go get vaccinated. Shut up. You have until this date. Well, because now it's tied to funding streams, right? Huh? Now, now it's got it has teeth to it because not that not that state mandates that are saying you're gonna lose your job, but how are they gonna check? honestly, that you've been let go. And then they've got your medical man, uh, exemption, right? Then you've got your religious exemption. And then there's the exemption in which I think is absolute bullshit. The philosophical exemption that just falls under religious. So you can just, I disagree with the vaccine philosophically, so I don't have to get it. What do you mean? Like, uh, uh, what was that guy's name? What was that philosopher's name? Oh, fucking which one? I don't know. I don't know. The the most popular one. Boxicles? No. Nietzsche? Box? Boxman? <laughs> I don't remember. He's a Greek dude. Anyway, as you were saying, 
Well, now you can just come up with your own fucking thing. Like you're supposed to have, if you do a medical exemption, you have to have your doctor sign off on it. Right. Yep. Makes sense. Um, you're supposed to have a sincerely held religious belief in order to say that you're filing a religious exemption. Sure. Now, if you sincerely believe that the spaghetti, the flying spaghetti monster is real, you could say that the <coughs> flying spaghetti monster religion says that I, I can't get vaccinated for whatever reason. Come on. Um, if you sincerely hold that belief, no one can tell you you don't. Even if I if you handed me a religious exemption and I know goddamn good and well, you're not religious. Right. I can't really prove that you're not. And I can't really say that you're not. I can say I'm not going to accept a religious exemption and open myself up to some sort of legal shit. Right. Mm. But a fucking philosophical exemption. Socrates. Socrates. That's what I was thinking I'm about. Socrates, you and the I'll mouth. Socrates, you, the, you son of a it, bitch. It's absolute garbage, in my opinion. It's it's the it's the do this so I don't have to fire you exemption is all it is. Are you saying that, that what he was talking about today doesn't really have any teeth? No, I think his now. So let me get back to the his his new mandate. Right. Mm -hmm. There's Medicaid, Medicare funding that is tied to this. There's other state and federal funding that are tied to these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you have a organization that employs over 100 people or 100 people or more. And receives this funding and they're not vaccinated and they can check. I mean, honestly, they can check mm -hmm. and you're not holding an exemption of some kind that they find valid or you're not vaccinated. They could pull that funding. So now organizations of of this size in, that have these funding streams have to go, oh, shit, like, can we survive without this or not? But but once again, it's the government putting people on the front line for a battle. It's it's like when yeah. governors say we have a mask mandate in the state. Sorry, but little Susie, who's a barista at a coffee place, has to be the, the guard at the door to make people do this. And people are going to treat her like shit. And then she's yeah. going to exit us away from the from the job. Yeah. This is, again, putting people in the front line to fight. Well, ultimately, and nobody's going to do it. Right. Nobody's really doing it now, like with the mask mandate. Right. Right. Um, Nobody wants to have that. They don't want to be that person that has to tell that person that they know is going to be a belligerent asshole mm -hmm. just because they're doing their job, right. that they need to do whatever that one thing is, right? Yeah. These mandates that that you see, especially as it pertains to the healthcare spectrum, are disproportionately going to affect the support staff of these organizations. Um, they're not gonna they're not gonna affect your providers for the most part, right? Your MDs, uh, DOs, sure. uh, nurse practitioners. You're probably not going to see a lot of those people being let go because they didn't get their vaccine, but your environmental specialists, you know, your janitors, you know, the people that are coming in and changing the, the beds, the, the cafeteria workers, the, the nurses, the medical assistants, the candy stripers, they're going to be the ones that are you disproportionately mean the of the medical facility? The actual foundation of the medical <laughs> fields are actually going away. Now, I want to be clear. I think everybody should get their vaccine. This is going to, all this is going to do ostensibly is crumble the already strained healthcare system. Sure. Which is going to suck. Uh, I was supposed to have surgery on Monday. And You're it got, not having it surgery. Got, it got canceled today. Because because of this bullshit, because they don't have enough staffing and there are too many covid cases in our local hospital. 
Wow. Because so this is this is a little microcosm of what's happening. Yeah. Now, yeah. Globally. Yeah, globally. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what the next few months look like. It's almost like it's almost like we're cheering. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how to say this. It's almost like we're cheering the bad guy because we want we want medical people like nurses and things like that to stay online working so that the stressed hospital can continue to function forward and people can receive medical assistance and help. But at the same time, we really want those damn nurses before they talk to somebody or work with somebody medically fragile to have a fucking shot in their arm. Right. Right. Because that's the conundrum, right? Like you've got. That's it right there. You, 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 you need them to be in those positions, but they themselves are starting to spread from one patient to themselves and then themselves to other patients that may have not had any connection with the COVID ward. Because they're not vaccinated. Maybe I just don't understand that the training that they went through, which is all science-based, doesn't give them some sort of an insight that they need to be as healthy as possible before they approach somebody who's medically fragile. Right. So why, where in the fuck did this all break down that they're, that they're now saying um, they're, they sound like the most dumb of the dumb of the lowborns when they speak now? They're intelligent because they were able to get through a very difficult level of training, medical training. Right. But at the same time, they're blurting out those dumb words, those dumb sentences of, you know. They've got their signs, my body, my choice. My body, my choice. Unless, of course, it's abortion and then you can. You cannot. Medical freedom. Right. right? All these things. Now, they've also, for the most part, if you work in the medical field and you are someone that works in patient care, direct patient care, you've been asked. To take your like DTAP, whipping cough, you know, all of these things, tetanus, all of these other vaccines, right, that are required in order for you to do your job. Yeah, man. This is just the newest one. And you're seeing those individuals that most likely are right leaning that have listened to bogus information that say these things are bad for you. And they're just running with it. And now what what this does is you've got these talking heads, especially in rural America, that um, bomb, you know, bomb around with their Hitler haircuts, can't grow a, uh, don't have any facial hair, so they can't finish the look with their little mustache. Mm. And they like to spout all these things. Well, I've got a nurse on the line that wants to tell us how bad this actually is. But it's a biased nurse. This isn't based on the science. This is a biased nurse because <laughs> it doesn't matter how professional you are. There are bias mm. on both sides of this, right? Um, Right. There's a left bias and a right bias, and you're going to lean based on that in, in in almost any argument that you have. But that's where we're, you're seeing those folks that go on these shows and say these things. And, you know, they're the whistleblowers that you that, that they get pictured. You know as. what? It's Dixie Chick syndrome is what it is. Shut up and apply medical help. They're called that's- the chicks now. Just the chicks. Just the chicks? They're just the chicks now. They got rid of Dixie. They, they got rid of the Dixie. Yeah. Okay. So when they started spouting off all of their all their bullshit, right? Everybody got mad because but, they were yeah. spouting off their bullshit. And, and it was just, remember, it was just the shut up and sing era mm-hmm. or just shut up and talk era, you right. know, stuff like that. This is the same thing. You are a nurse. You are hired to do a particular job. Go out and do that job. Shut your fucking opinion up right now. <laughs> You can do all the opinion you want at home, 
but don't do any opinion there. You, when you put on the, the fucking star of David and walk around in front of your hospital and say that this is, this is exactly the equated of, of Nazi Germany at the time, you're so full of shit. I don't want you near me. I don't want you to touch me. I don't trust your medical training anymore. Yeah. No, I always love that whole, uh, how they equate this to Nazi Germany when one of Hitler's main things that he tried to do initially was get the German people to mistrust their sitting government. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just, it's bonkers. It's, it's so crazy out there, you know, and we haven't been a country that cared about each other in almost 20 years tomorrow tomorrow because i remember the day after 9 11 it was all about america flags flying oh my god god bless america remember when all of the house and the senate got on the steps of the capitol building and saying god bless america together unified united states against the enemy who attacked us on 9 11 i don't oh you don't that's right you I don't. don't i don't remember right because I wasn't in the country when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. I was in the Persian Gulf on a naval warship when 9-11 happened. Right. I had children in San Diego that I couldn't get to, didn't know if they were safe. Uh, it was back in a time where we just didn't have direct communications with home. We didn't have TVs on my ship. We didn't know what was going on. Uh, we were getting information from an aircraft carrier over uh, messaging systems about little bits and pieces of what was happening. Our our cryptologists were getting information and, and, and passing it up to us. And we were preparing. At that point, we were two days away from leaving the Persian Gulf to come home. So the inf- oh, man. <laughs> so the information that you're getting mm-hmm. is in military speak, first of all, because it's got encryption and everything else. Right. right? So you guys have no idea what we saw mm-hmm. right here. I mean, we saw it no. in real time. I didn't see I didn't see the videos and pictures and things really until we got home in December. Oh wow. We we got some like I still have a Time magazine with the uh, buildings, you know, in, uh, in smoke, you know. I I have that Time magazine at home. We we knew we got to see some stills and we, and we, we had a, a basic understanding mm. by the time it happened and we got extended. Our emails were then basically filtered when we would send emails out. We had to send them through someone in, up in the chain of command that had to read our emails and then approve them to go out. We couldn't say where we were, what we were doing, any of these. I things. remember this. I remember this. We had uh, friends over there. And it's like, where are you? Can't say, can't Mm-mm. talk about it. Can't give you a location at all. We're hard targets, you know? Yeah. Um, I I just want to know, what was it like on uh, your vessel there when you guys did find out that it was a terrorist attack on the United States? How did that feel? What was that like? So I can tell you that when I found out what was going on, I... I had gone into combat information center on the ship where you see all the radars on the, on the movies, you know, that dark room with all the scopes and everything. Like that's where I worked. Went in there to check my email before I started watch. 
and was getting ready to finish that up and go get in the chow line uh, to get food before before watch. And one of the crypto guys came out and said, man, a plane just flew into the World Trade Center. And we were I was like, well, that's weird. Right. Because I, I didn't think of it as like a 747. You know what I mean? Like, no, I didn't all, think of a possible. It was like a Cessna got off course. Guy fell asleep or something and flew into the building. This I'm like, exactly what okay. was going on when when we when we saw this, I was in the newsroom at the time at a radio station. When we saw this happening, we're like, how the fuck do you right. run into a building? I mean, it's right there. It's huge, right. giant building. You know, right. and that's what was the speculation with the news departments, too. They were like speculating that, wow, somebody must have fallen yeah. asleep or what happened. But they knew it was hijacked, but they didn't. Know, the news people didn't know it was hijacked. Right. right. Well, just the military knew it was hijacked. At that right. Point. Right. Um then I was standing in line to get food and the guy walked guy walked by me again and go, another one just hit the other tower. Yeah. And I went, oh, wait. Confirm. Wait a minute. Mm. Then we were getting a bunch of random uh, reports. Like we, we knew that the Pentagon had been hit and our CO that had just recently left our ship, his office was destroyed uh, in the Pentagon. He was stuck in traffic, so he wasn't in his office. Uh so I can tell you right then that you had about 350 men that wanted blood for whoever was doing this because they tried to kill our captain. He wasn't our active captain in, in, at the time, but he was the kind of captain that you could, he could call me right now. My phone could ring right now. That man said, I need you. I'd be packing my shit. Like that's the kind of captain he was. Right. And I know every single person that I served with that served under him would do the exact same thing. He'd have an entire crew there for him if he needed it. Um, so it was really weird and just kind of like surreal, you know, getting all that information. And then it was like, oh shit, our families. Mm. And what we heard after the fact was every ship in San Diego went to sea. Like they weren't having another Pearl Harbor. Bam. They went to sea. Yeah. They pushed off everything. Yeah. And then they, then they made everybody land every, every plane, everything. The and then they were chasing planes down. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was it, that moment. Like within an hour after that happened, there were F-16s flying all over New York. Mm -hmm. And so we were watching it real time on TV. <clears throat> and this is before the collapse is they grounded everything. The, the FAA says you will land or you will be blown out of the sky. And then they had AWACS flying all over just to see if there was any other yeah. uh, aircraft in the sky at that time mm -hmm. and it was just it really was surreal watching it real time like that and uh what was going on in my radio station in my newsroom was absolutely fucking bonkers oh i bet because we were we were sitting there getting ready to do just have a regular day well and, and it was early here yeah it it's was, early on the west coast because it was what it was eight like or six, nine when it started yeah, over it was, there it was six o'clock in the morning is when this is going on and we're preparing for a morning show and we didn't think about the first plane as being that big of a deal right we're just like some asshole just ran his plane in into there and probably killed a bunch of people a big deal but not like exponential you know life-changing so uh we're getting ready for this morning show and there's a knock at the front door and there's a six foot Five clown standing at the door. He's our morning interview. He's going to be clown. the clown. Okay. He's our morning interview. This is before the first plane hits, right? Right. Or just maybe a, a smidgen after. So it wasn't that big of a deal. 
So we had the TV on and everything else. We invite him in. We start interviewing him a little bit just to kind of get a little prep together. And this clown is an anti-drug clown. He's going to visit all of the schools in the city. And he's in full dress, man. He's got the big giant feet. He's got a goddamn horn hanging off his hip and he's and he's pumping it every now and again while we're talking to him, you know, to bring joviality to it. He's got the big fucking nose and the hair like Bozo. I there, mean, there's at least 12 kids it, it, of all the kids he visited that are on drugs because of him. Yeah, he was, he was a fry. I hate clowns. I, I got to tell you something. I fucking hate clowns. I hate them ever since I was a kid. So I'm having uh, palpitations that I have to talk to a fucking clown and not beat the shit out of it. Right. So he comes in and just we, we started talking to him a little bit. And we're in the conference room, which is a relatively big room, giant table. There's water pitchers and everything else. And this is where we're going to talk to him on the air with. We got mics in the conference room. So he comes in. We're yip yapping. There's a big TV up in the corner there. And boom, second plane hits. And then we just all froze. Right, we were like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Something is up. We're not stupid. We're not going, okay, two planes hit. And then Pentagon. And then this flight that they crashed into the ground. It all started just like. Yeah. Escalating right there. And I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because it was so surreal. We were all just silently standing there like statues watching this all play out. And we were just freaking out. Everybody was calling their families. Uh, Look what's going on. This crazy shit is happening. The United States is being attacked right now. Something that I thought I would never see in my lifetime. Right. This clown. This clown starts crying, right? He's got tears running down his face. So his makeup is dripping onto his red costume. He pulls his nose off and he throws it down to the ground and it bounces up a couple of times up in the air. And we're looking at this clown. He's fucking starting to melt down. He's got people back there. This clown does. And he's, and this clown is absolutely losing his shit. He's like, those motherfuckers. Oh my God. I got people back there and everything else. And so this is continuing to play out. This clown goes fucking bonkers and watching this happen while we're watching that happen on the screen and watching this clown freak out, he knocks a picture off and I'm like, you need to calm the fuck down clown because I'm getting upset now. You're getting, you're pissing me off. So calm the fuck down. And this clown's like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. I'll kick your ass where you stand. And I'm like, fuck you, clown. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to, clown? And <laughs> he gets pissed and he swipes at this pitcher and the pitcher goes flying, crashes to the floor. Ice water goes everywhere. Thing crashes into a million bits and he stomps his feet down. Oh, my God. I can't. He stomps his feet down and they start fucking squeaking these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes the it takes the the the, the vert out of your 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 stomp when it squeaks. So he's stomping. He's like mad. You son of a bitch! And he's sure. stomping him, and his feet are going. <laughs> just oh my god! So he gets mad. And he leaves the building, and sure. then we just sit there the rest of the day and watch this shit take place we watched the buildings collapse and i literally thought i was gonna throw up when that building started to go i said it's gonna go and a co-worker's like it there's no way these things are built like 
to withstand a shit ton of more than that. And about that time, the top just went and slowly started to collapse. Had no idea that whole fucking building would go down in dust all the way to the ground. Yeah. That was crazy. Absolutely crazy. So you're, wow, I'm, I'm fighting a clown and you're over there fighting in the Persian goal. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, for, for most of us, the, the actually nine 11 isn't, isn't the day that, that we are the most emotional, like mm-hmm. for us, because mm-hmm. hi Loki, um, I put my foot down and there was a cat. Uh, nine yeah. 11 was the day that, that this happened, right? It was the end of the day for us in the Persian Gulf. It was later. Uh, it was dinner time, obviously, for us at that point. We didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, we knew at that point we were going to be extended. We weren't going home. And we we didn't really get the emotional aspect of that part of it until we got home. But w- I remember sitting in combat and over the speakers, they were playing the uh, state of the union speech or was it the state of the union? Well, it was, it was whatever the first major speech that W had made after the attack in front of Congress and Senate. Right. And about how those of us that were over in the Persian Gulf, like you're going to get your chance. You're going to be able to defend your country. Yeah, He was really pumping you guys. We were fucking amped, man. Like we were amped. I can imagine that you were like a bunch of caged animals ready to go rip some shit. Right. Well, yeah, for the most part, we had a, a CNN crew fly on to the ship and they were told that they were coming to um, do a story about what, it, you know, the life on a ship that has been extended due to a terrorist attack and all these things. And like what we, what our life was like, they get taken up to the wardroom, uh, which is where the officers eat to talk to the captain and um, our public information officer. And he gets to inform this crew that they're here because we're getting ready to fire the first tomahawk into Afghanistan. Oh, so October 7th of 2001 was the day that we fired the first tomahawk and October 8th was the second day of that whole barrage. So those are the days that like our crew reaches out to each other because that's the day for us that, that we have a connection to because we didn't have to live through what was happening here. Right. We didn't really know we were shielded from it. We knew we were afraid for our families, mm. but we didn't understand the true impact of it at that point. By the time we got to October and we were getting, you know, we were launching missiles, you know, it, we had a pretty good idea of like our country was attacked. This thing happened. We know who did it and we're going to do our, what we were paid to do. Right. Um, but I don't have an emotional attachment to 9-11. Did you ever think that when you joined the Navy that you were going to jump into a war like this? I thought. I mean, you guys were on your way home, basically, right? Two days. Yeah, two days away from heading back. We were supposed to go to Seychelles. Um, We were supposed to go to Kuala Lumpur for this big air show that they have. The funniest part of of this whole thing was when we left. If you can use the word funny with this, yes. Right. Well, I mean, you have to find some humor in some aspects, right? right? right but right. when we left well before this happened, right, we knew we were going to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia to go to this air show. And we were going to be, um, we were going to be there during that and have a great time. We were all super freaking jacked about going to the, to Kuala Lumpur. And there was this message that came across that there was a, um, 
some chatter of a terrorist attack in Kuala Lumpur mm-hmm. during during the air show on a U.S. naval war vessel. We were the only one that was supposed to be there. Oh, come on. Wow. <laughs> and we were the sister ship of the USS Cole. Oh, Cole got the pirates the, the, with a bomb right next yeah, right. to it. Okay, the, 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 ship, the, the ship that blew a hole in the side. Killed all those. And we, had a, we actually had a crew member from the USS Cole that was that was there on that ship and transferred to our ship. So like we we had we're like, oh great, here we go. You know, we're gonna get into something. I think when I joined, I thought it had been long enough since the Gulf War that something would happen. You know, something's gonna happen. And early in that uh tour, we were ready, our Tomahawk crew uh, team was ready because we thought we were gonna have to attack Iraq a, like a month earlier. So we had already thought we were going to get into some shit. And then this happened right before we left. So this was, so this was 10, we were 10 years into Afghanistan at this point, right? About a decade. Who? Us, the U S involved in Afghanistan. Was it a decade? And then nine 11 happened and we were a decade. No, we were, we were in Iraq for uh, 10 years. We were in Iraq Not for Afghanistan. 10 years. Yeah. Not Afghanistan. Af- we started Afghanistan. The Middle East. Right. We'll just say the Middle East. So like my, my Tomahawk strike team that I, that I was on, we started this war. Mm-hmm. I mean, ostensibly. Right. And it's really weird to see it ending now. And you know, 20 years later and having the impact that we had on it, you know, it's really, it's really strange. And then can you, can you, can you, and I feel like I'm interviewing a guy now. <laughs> but can you can you give some insight of what you might have felt like when this yeah. exit happened? Because it was for some, it was like a cheering moment. And for others, like a lot of the veterans I looked at, they had that thousand mile stare while this was going on. Like, why did we go ahead? It's it was really weird to sit and watch on TV the the planes taking off and then, you know, trying to get the the Afghan people out of there and, you know, they're still doing it right. They're trying to get, you know, the, the last few that they're going to be able to get out, out knowing where I was um, when this whole thing started and still being able to like, see it in my head. Right. Like I can, I can still, I can still see the monitors and I can remember the plans and I can remember the things that I signed and, and the, and the motions that we went through and the feelings of that day, mm-hmm. those two days. And then that all kind of came back when I was watching the exit, right? Right. I thought we should have been out of there years ago. Afghanistan was never a place that we would be able to hold. Uh, We all knew that Afghanistan was going to be our Vietnam. Every military strategist had said this from the beginning. It was going to be our Vietnam because there's too much. There's too many caves and networks and all of these things that were in Afghanistan. And honestly, there's an underbelly that just didn't want us there to begin with. And we're okay with the Taliban rule. I think what pisses me off more than anything is not that it took us 20 years to get the fuck out of there. Mm. It's that people like Florida man, Matt Gates and Jim Jordan and all of these fucking cunts on the right that praise the Taliban, Trump, letting all of these Taliban people go back to Afghanistan. And here we are like, I know people that died there and it's hard. It's hard to look back and go, 
why the fuck did they have to do that if mm. we were just going to let them take it all back over anyway? Mm. Now, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? Always. It's easy to look back and say, well, well, that was fucking stupid. But when you're part of that story, you know, when you're when you know people that were part of that story that spent their very last waking, you know, living moments in that story. It, it it definitely gives the whole thing, you know, a bad, a bad taste. It wasn't going to have a good taste anyway. There was no way that this was going to end in like some shining city on the hill of, of, you know, <laughs> Afghanistan. We weren't going to have a functioning government. They, they just aren't ready for, to do the things that we were asking them to do. Now they have a very well-armed Afghanistan They've got a army, well armed. a Taliban <laughs> army. I mean, to the tune of like $13 trillion or something that I don't remember. No, I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for what my point of view of it was <laughs> from being part of the beginning of this and then sitting here watching it end. Sure. Uh, I saw a, a meme that, that damn near tore me down and it was like this progression of this person, right? And it said, how... How long did the uh, Afghan war last? And it shows this baby, you know, baby was born, you know, say nine, 12, right? Grows up, still going on, goes to high school, still going on, goes to prom, still going on, goes to college, still going on, joins the Marines, still going on, dies. How long did the Afghanistan war last? A lifetime. Yeah. It's, uh... I mean, I, I read that and, and I had to walk away from my computer. Because you got re to remember that normal folk back here while we're watching all of this, it and it, it's probably very frustrating to people who were actually doing what you guys were doing is that we we did we were sanitized from it. You know what I mean? It's like, eh, come on, another fucking story from Jane Pauley about the Middle East fighting this and that. And then you'd have a president on the screen that would go. Things are go growing good. Things are getting better over there. We're actually interjecting some Western philosophy and theories and everything else. And making we're, progress. We're making progress. I, I've got a video. Uh, yeah, that video. For, for all three presidents from Bush to Trump are saying we're making progress and everything's going good. We're doing good. We're making but progress. We, so back here in the States, we're sitting there just completely sanitized and unknowing about what's going on over there. And what an absolute shithole that is over there you know i feel bad for the people because it, it's interesting because some of the people over there once you do introduce western technology and education and give them books and everything else they come to the realization that they've been living a fucking lie forever and they want out they want to get to some beacon on the hill yeah like the united states or whatever right but at the same time it's like you have to in or we did it. You have to rise up, and you have to what? I just had a thought. I finish. Well, you know, you no, just you, you have to rise up, and you have to defend and and take care of it yourself, so that it's yours, so that you have, so it has value. Right. right? No, okay. you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. And you're talking about like all of these things that you learn. And could you imagine being, you know, the females over there, you know, trying to get the hell out? Right. right. They're like, I don't want to live under Taliban rule anymore. These people suck. They're terrible to women. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then imagine when you end up in fucking Texas and you're like, 
shit, I never left. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the buildings are nicer, but God damn it, I still can't do anything still, here. still a shithole. There's no tree. <laughs> right, they still treat women like shit here. Oh, boy, that's true, huh? Yeah, I didn't think about it. That <laughs> so, yeah, so tomorrow is 9-11. We're recording on 9-10 right now. Yeah. So tomorrow is 9-11. That is the 2-0 anniversary, right? Yep. And... um there's not a lot going on because of COVID and everything. So all of these uh, memorials that would typically happen, not going to happen now. So I think it's probably going to be like World War II. It's going to be like Pearl Harbor. It's just going to like fade away here pretty soon. When people when it's not in the forefront of people and they're not talking about it anymore and they're not being a part of it anymore, it just goes into the dust, back into the shadow. I don't know. I don't know. There are far too many fakeriots out there that uh, fakeriots <laughs> that have to lean on these things because they never actually had the fucking balls to do any of it themselves. So they have to remember, you know. And, and there's that statement like, "All always remember." Yeah. Okay. They, that's their contribution. You fucking do anything a, about it? Like <laughs> put up a meme or something right. like that. You know. I always tried to uh, memorialize that in some way because it was a. Big ass impact mm -hmm. uh, in in everybody's lives here in the United States at that moment. Not so much as what you guys went through, but uh, back here, we're just not used to that kind of fucking terror. You know what I mean? We've had a couple of bombings there at the World Trade Center, but it was just a little bit of smoke poured out of the bottom. Right? They got it. Yeah. You Nothing didn't see really an ever entire happened. fucking two buildings drop to the ground. Yeah. And all of those people that were killed and the people that were running away in the dust, yeah. all the firemen, all the police that were killed. We're not we are sanitized. We're not used to that kind of terror at all in this country. No, even though even though we had Oklahoma. Yeah, that was homegrown terrorists. Yeah. For some reason, the impact of a foreign country attacking us was much more than a yeah. homegrown terrorist. Yeah. No, it was it was a completely different bag of worms. Right. Yeah. Nobody knew what to do about it. Yeah. But I'll be goddamned if we didn't fucking love each other for six months. Six months. Even, six maybe months. a year. It may have been a year. Right. So th that was a huge impact on on the uh, the psyche of the world. Because, you know, other countries were getting, remember Spain, uh, all these other countries are being attacked and they were getting shit blown up. And over here, we're just like, oh, la, la. What, can I get my discount at Walmart? You know, we're just going. Well, we're looking down our nose at those countries, right? Yeah. Well, because like, how come they can't get their shit together? What's wrong with you, Spain, that you right. that you allowed a train of people to get killed? But <laughs> over here, since we are so sanitized, we just don't we just don't get it. So when we have a big impacting event like that. We unified as best as we possibly could for a very short mm -hmm. period of time. And it wasn't but a few minutes after that that the fucking patriots were out there. It was an inside job. The United States killed all those people. How did that building? You know, over and over again. Look at how this beam is. Yeah. But now we have another massive global death machine. And yet we, for a moment... At the very beginning, we were like, let's get this done. Let's make it happen. And then the patriots get in there with their bullshit and their 5Gs and their metal in the goddamn vaccine. And and it's uh, it's not FDA approved. I'm so fucking tired of it now. We're, March 2022 will be two years exactly. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah.
No, it's nuts. It's fucking nuts, man. I mean, <sighs> nuck and futs, man. Nuck and futs. I just, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to wrap your mind around some of that shit. Right. It's sad that it happened, and I think I think to your point, like, well, it'll just kind of go away. I, I I don't know. I mean, it'll always be taught, right? Just like I learned about Pearl Harbor, and I think that there is for for real patriots. Um, for real folks that join the military and do the thing because they want to defend their country, because they love their country, they want to they want to do what they think is right to to give their part. Those things and those those milestones and those landmarks still mean a lot. I have yet to be able to step on the Arizona Memorial. I've been to Hawaii a few times and I've yet to be able to set foot on it. Mm. Not because I'm like, oh, it's too busy. Like, I just haven't been able to do it. And that's something I really want to do soon before, you know, it, it's not there anymore. Because eventually it's that flag sitting out there mm -hmm. on the table out there. That's my grandfather's flag. He was at Pearl Harbor when that happened, uh, survived it, had his daughter there. My mother and his wife were in those little bungalows. Yeah. And so they watched this all take place. Um, they didn't hear from him. For days, they didn't know what was going on. There was nobody to be dispatched out to the bungalows to find out what would happen or anything. My mother was just a little girl at that point. And there's a picture of her standing in front of the bungalow with her mother, my grandmother. And in the background, you can see the very first part of smoke coming up out of there. Wow. And so he survived it. He got to the other side of it. He died later. And I managed to get the flag after decades. That's pretty cool. So, but I mean, just what is any of this that the fake riots are doing? Is any of this pro-America at all? To me, it's all anti-American. I mean, we're trying to get through a it, pandemic and it's pro their America. Because I, I think that there's two, right? I don't. I don't think. I don't think that pro-American can be can be just like quantified as one thing. Because there's their America, and and to be completely honest, most of their America is bigoted, uh, homogenous, and you know racist. Sure. You know that's most of their America. So I think in their mindset. And I think this kind of goes back a little bit to what Skinner was trying to say last week about abortion. It's the way that they're seeing their argument in their head. It makes complete sense to them, right? Like to them, their delusion of what America means and looks like fits into that little box. But for those people that I think that have a better understanding and and have their kind of eyes fucking open to what America actually is, we are not. A perfect union, right? I mean, there's a lot of shit that's wrong with us. Fuck you, Lee Greenwood. He's part of that problem. <laughs> Toby Keith, Lee Greenwood. That that, that kind of mindset is it th sees things differently, right? That they're two different Americas. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say that they're not pro America. They're not pro my America, right? They They're pro their America. They have a very distorted view of what America is. Well, yeah. It's mostly built on jingoism, you know. It's like right. literally Lee Greenwood kind <laughs> of America. You know, this that 
it, but you're not but you're not unified like Lee Greenwood talks about. You're not unified like right. Toby Keith talks about. You are devi- divisive and shitty. Yeah, but and, even in even in Toby Keith's songs, he's talking about kicking your ass out, right? right. So if you don't like it, get out. Yeah. yeah. So not real unified. Fuck you, Toby Keith. <laughs> I could take Toby Keith. Well, he, I mean, he might be my size, but I could take him down I, real fast. I, uh, I, I got to say that when I was my um, warmongering Republican self, I was pretty, I was pretty amped up to that kind of shit. You know what I mean? It took some time to to look back on and go, right? Yeah, if maybe, you don't, if you don't like to get out of the country, maybe not exactly the way we should be approaching this thing. So it, it, you know, it's it's hard. It's in a, in hard a perfect say. America, based on what the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and everything else. You wouldn't say a negative word to somebody if they decided they wanted to put on a dress or paint their fingernails or have an abortion or have a baby. That That is the perfect America where you just are concerned for yourself and not judging and and well, ex- extolling right. your, your fake America on somebody else. Right. Perfect America means acceptance of who you are and who at, you want to be of at, everything. across the board. It doesn't matter. Of everything. So that's right. what they intended this to be. But it's it's not that. Right. It's, it's an no. acidic, vitriolic, right. uh, hot, wet fucking garbage pile 94.3% of the time. Pretty close. I think that's good data. I, I'm sure that works out. <laughs> I'm sure that works out. Um. So last week we talked about things Mitch McConnell would say during sex but also work during dinner. Oh God! I'm just about Did you about, you about I just about choked on my spit out your <laughs> diet soda? I, I completely forgot about that. We got a couple of entries. We do have there. a couple of entries. Did you have some? Just the just the one that I sent you. Do you not have that anymore? Uh, I don't know if I have that one. I can tell you that I got one from our Facebook page. Thank you, folks. There's been an uptick in followers and likes on our posts on Instagram, so that's cool. We got some new uh, newcomers. This is actually, uh, both of these are from a newcomer, uh, first time listener and, uh, got right into it, which was funny. So this, this, this person, um, we'll say, uh, a H uh, we're not throwing out names. People looking for people had, had two good ones. So something that Mitch McConnell might say during sex, but also during dinner, um, um, needs more gravy that is nasty <laughs> that is absolutely fucking filthy man <laughs> that is that is just gross uh the other one other thing that <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that mitch mcconnell might say during sex but also at a dinner party um these giblets are too salty oh <laughs> <laughs> That was well played, A.H. I am literally. Because <laughs> I got a picture of Mitch McConnell in my head and somebody's doing something, you know, servicing him. And they're like looking up at him at his fucking droopy turtle eyes and saying. Needs more gravy. Needs more gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fucking repulsive. <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh, you could say, um, got a little, got a little cream right here. Stop right here. <laughs> Please stop painting that picture. Please. I've got one too. Things that Mitch McConnell says during sex and also at dinner. Hey, Elaine, I've got something for you to chow. 
I see what they did there. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine Chow. His, his wife. Oh. No, that was Elaine Chow is the is a very prominent Republican. More like a Republican. Usually Danny Trejo. So Oh my gosh. The, those are fun. I like those. I hope we get more of those um throughout the so gross. Throughout that we have another uh, opportunity for listeners to to give us some feedback on this next segment. That's a Skinner segment. This week's reasons to reinstitute the public square guillotine. Oh. Okay. So do we need do we need a reason? What are we looking for? Here? Well, I just so. think like what are the things that you see during the week uh, that that you think all right, this is a really good reason we should bring this back. We should probably get a tiny guillotine in here and some carrots or something. Swing for that. Every yeah. time that uh, we come up with an answer, we just slam it down and the little carrot goes rolling across. Right, the get table. the little one from Robin Hood Men in Tights that yes. that Mel Brooks had for circumcision. <laughs> Okay, so that's that's the next assignment. Huh? That's the We're next gonna... assignment. Now I've got a couple that we could just kind of kick off here. Okay, what do you? So mean? listeners, you can you can get us these on our Instagram, our Facebook, and at our email at leftintherightlane at gmail uh, I did get a email from HG that uh, was just a news article, some 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 stuff that she thought we might be interested in. That's the kind of stuff we like. We like when our Listeners get involved and give us some things that they'd like to maybe hear about or talk about, you know, with these little things that we do, little fun things. Um, so here are my two top re- uh, reasons for this week to reinstate the public square guillotine. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, anti-vax extremists. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. I think that that's a one. And uh, the Trump one fuckers. Like those ass clowns that have all those Trump one stickers or there is, magnets there all over is a their vehicle truck. that I it's saw covered. today here. It's covered in them. It's covered in them. Covered in them. Yeah. Yeah. Public guillotine. Yeah. Um, I wonder how you could make it fun, though. Maybe maybe like uh, you have to answer a trivia question. And if you answer it correctly, like eight times, we won't guillotine you. We'll only like, I don't take a finger or something like that. Right. Even. Right, we'll just burn. Because I, I just don't just to, just to walk him up to a guillotine and put him in the guillotine and pull it down. There's just no fun in that. No, you got to have a little. Make it a game show. Make it a game right. show, like a horrible fucking game show where where you lose your head if you get it wrong. Well, it's basically a you bet kind of your like life, a family right? feud type of the thing <laughs> where you got other if you don't get it right. If you don't get it right, Steve Harvey is like off with your fucking head and right. pulling the handle. No whammy, no whammy, chop. <laughs> Steve Harvey pulls the handle. Oh, gone. yeah, that fucking mustache. Oh, my God. Uh, I think we should read vaccine facts to the anti-vax crowd. Yeah. And if they get them wrong, if they get oh. if they get three in a row wrong, then there you go. Let them eat cake. Well, they won't be eating shit. <laughs> Their fucking head will be in a basket. A little Mary Queen of Scots going on, a little something. We, I mean, <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I mean, uh, yeah, I know. I like where he was going with it. You know, public execution on pay per view is very popular in the future if you watch enough TV. Yeah, well, so is watering your crops with Gatorade, and we're almost there. Oh my, we we are there. I mean, Rondo. 
Idiocracy wasn't supposed to be a documentary, and it and it was. I mean, it turned you sit out to there, be. You watch, you watch Idiocracy, and you really do see some correlation with uh, Trump and his crew. You really yeah. do. It's nuts. You know? It's it's really nuts. Um, to to look at that, I remember watching that, and when did it come out? Like two thousand and three or it's been two out or something like that. Long, yeah. I remember watching that, going, "Man, could you fucking imagine?" And then twenty years later, I'm like, "Oh." Fuck. <laughs> a, a department store where you have to take a train to get to the other side of it. Yeah. I mean, right. And Ex- then just the garbage everywhere. Exponential filth. Yeah. The intelligence of a of a damn house plant, you know, uh, over over excessive everything and one single corporation that serves up everything mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. It's getting there. It's getting there. It really is. We we have access to everything we could ever want and probably some of the stupidest fucking people in the world, like dumber than we've ever been, <laughs> I think, as a society. Like, And that's including back when they thought the fucking sun went to sleep at night. Like we have some <laughs> stupid fucking people. Did they really? <laughs> they just thought it went to bed. Like, like good night, son. Good night, son. Right. Go to bed. Look, it comes the moon. And then, uh, like, you know, and people used to. The moon's waking up. They used to chop people's heads up during a solar eclipse because they thought that's how it came back. Oh, you know, the like, Mayans. They had it right, didn't they? I, maybe. <laughs> maybe we. Maybe we. Uh, they lived the we, longest. They They did. Until the white people showed up and gave them all smallpox. I mean, we're we're just we're just a little bit over how many uh, we're we're at what two eighty two ninety in this country two hundred ninety years or something like that. I mean, yeah, it's nothing. We're pretty young, pretty young country, right? Really. It's about time for us to collapse. Well, we need a we need a solid collapse. I think we're there. I think we're well, we're about as close as we've been outside of the depression, right? COVID's going to collapse our economy here pretty soon if these assholes don't start masking, get vaccinated, so we can get to the other side of this. Right. I just don't. These people bitch and complain that they're unable to do this and do that. And it's like, you're the reason why you are the reason why. Well, and, and, I, and I know we've talked about this before, but a, a real patriot is a person that does what they need to do to get their country where it needs to be. Right. Um, yes. Make the sacrifice to do the thing that they need to do to get us where we need to be. Not make everything fucking worse. And, and ultimately, that's that's where we're at. I'm tired of carrying this fucking thing on my back for them. Well, I yeah, no, I'm tired seriously. of it. Yeah, I don't have the energy anymore. See, I was in a relatively <laughs> good mood before this shit. Now I'm now I'm is just sitting me? there. I'm seething again. Am I the one that bring? Am I? I do I make you angry? Is that what it is? You. I feel like maybe it's me. I don't think because it's, you were really happy until it's I showed not up. just you. Well, it's not just me. So you're saying I play a part in it now. It's like I. It wasn't me, and now it was well, not just me. I I walk around ignoring ninety five percent of the things that I hear, yeah. and this just compounds it in one sure. one hour session. Sure. <laughs> so the psychology of of so, fixing. So, me while doing this is not fucking working this is not the kind of therapy that we were asking no it's not this is not the therapy you're looking for it's not the therapy um this was supposed to be cathartic it used to be remember oh it's still remember when you came in angry and then you felt better because you got it off your chest it still kind of is cathartic in a way it does allow you to um communicate in a loud and boisterous way without you know, sure, we're probably offending some listeners, but you don't get offended with anything that I do. Me? Yeah. Well, no. You, uh, you've met some of my friends. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the uh, luxury of being offended. Sure. <laughs> right. So it's kind of nice to be able to talk like we do. Right. And not have somebody going, oh, my goodness. What have you said? Well, I mean, I'm sure that there are you people said that the say C it. word. I'm sure there are people that that say that out there that listen to the I am, show. I am absolutely positive that uh, I have my vocabulary has gotten much smaller now, and it includes accentuating words like "cunt," "fuck knuckle" is one of my favorite. Fuck knuckle. Fuck knuckle. A fuck knuckle. You're a fuck knuckle. Now. A fuck knuckle. Fuck ball. What is a fuck knuckle? A fuck knuckle is just a. It's like a chicken knuckle. You know, like a chicken leg. And the chicken claw, yeah, and it's just this stupid knuckle. It's there's it's there's really useless, no reason for it. Yeah, it's just a fuck knuckle. It's okay. useless. All right, you're a useless fuck knuckle. A useless fuck. Well, I feel like if a fuck knuckle is useless, then it's implied you're useless just by saying fuck knuckle. That's okay. what I'm saying. All right. Well, the listeners need to know how to use these words. Fuck ball. A fuck ball. A fuck ball. Is that more or less useless than a fuck knuckle? Uh, it's it's a little, you're a little higher on the plane if, a you're, higher, a fuck ball. if you're a fuck ball. Fuck knuckle is way down there. Okay. Shit bag is like. Oh yeah, shit bag. I know about shit bags. I mean, that's an easy one. This would be a good game for our listeners. Okay. To send us uh, other meaning words like, you what know. Adjectives you fuck use. Knuckle, <laughs> fuck ball. Shit face. Twat waffle. Twat waffle. Yeah. Douche canoe. Yeah. Yeah, no, you I know. think that's a good one. That would be a fun game. Yeah, too. let's see, listeners. Let's play. Let's 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 come up with your creative and words. I'll tell you, you what. Use. I'll tell you what. I will use that. I will use that on this show to describe somebody. If you if you win, if I find out that you sent us a fantastic word that we can use, I will fucking use it on this show. Okay. Because I, I think, think that's a great idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. I do want to give a couple shout outs. Um, we said it. We we've had some people that have been hanging around on our social medias for since pretty close to the beginning. Uh, we we mentioned our our fan club president, excellent human Stephen. He is our fan club president. But there is, and I don't know this person. I think that 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 uh, they've been around for her, Loretta is her name, I mm -hmm. believe, and been uh, active on our social media. Love to see that. If you're if you're if you're playing and, and you're you're part of the game and and we get to use some stuff and you interact with us, we're we'll be dropping your name on the show, uh, just yeah. because yeah, because you're great people. Yeah, we like that kind. We of love stuff. our we love our fans, all twelve of you. Yeah, thirteen. I think there's thirteen, <laughs> maybe thirteen at least. I did I did so. get to hear from some people that uh, wanted to know where the hell all of the shows went because they were going through them on a road trip, but. Um... We'll we'll make some more for you. We're gonna now that we have this beautiful studio, mm. you're gonna have much better quality to listen to. Sure. Uh Mrs. Dunning and I were laying in bed listening to the show last week, just laying there listening to part of it, and th there was just can I can I, huge me, laughs. Can I give you some advice? Yeah. If you're in bed uh -huh. with a woman, yeah, don't listen to a fucking podcast. Do other things. She's with that, or she's going to read. Oh wow! So, I do you want me to get my toolbox out because I, I got know. it right here. No, I don't need your. Oh my god, you do have a box. Yes, that's a very. Is that mahogany? What is that? That's a nice box. It's wood. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what fucking mahogany's wood. <laughs> Look at it's got little clips. Oh, oh, 
Oh, there's light coming out of it. You can't no, even I'm see just it, saying listener. that inside this toolbox right here, uh-huh. there are plenty of other things that can be suggested to do besides while you're in bed, besides read and listen to a fucking podcast. Listen, listen, we have <laughs> the, the thunks of the claps, clasps really, <laughs> really bring it home. It's right here. That's a nice box. It's right here. That you're don't fuck with me. That microphone over there came in that Speaking box. I remember box. Seeing, uh oh. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, go ahead. <laughs> Fuck was I gonna say? Oh, we have we have two children, and um, and we get tired. We're getting older now. Oh, a what? Yeah, we're not fifty. But one of the shows that got flushed was uh, where everything that happens to your body at fifty. That was everything a good that show. happens to you. There were 50. some good shows that got flushed, and that's too bad. But I get why I get why we had to do it because we had some audio issues that were just horrendous. And I mean, look at look at all of the investment of this thing. This this right here was twenty five hundred dollars right there. Yeah, I can't believe you. That right there. I mean, we don't use that for anything. That was, you know, fifteen hundred bucks right there for that. Yeah, I love that microphone. I mean, you sounded like a million dollars on that microphone. You sound so goddamn sexy. That was a good that's a good microphone. And then, of course, all of this kind of stuff. And yeah. I, I love it. And you know what? We we have more equipment on the way, but the fucking COVID is making deliveries yeah. delayed and, and factories unable to fulfill shit. Right. It's crazy. You know? No, this is awesome. You've done an amazing job. I've, um, I'm working on ordering a left in the right lanes production sign. Yeah, it needs to go somewhere up in here. Yeah. It might be like a 12 by 12. I don't know if it's like a table thing or, yeah. but it'll, it'll be, it'll look nice in here. Uh, we, we put pictures of the studio up on We're Facebook and the, Instagram. The Bradicles somewhere in here. I, <laughs> the Bradicles. Whatever the fuck that thing Artesian? is. Artesian? Yeah. 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 Well, next, next week when we have Skinner back, we'll have to have drinks out of it. Okay. And I'll, I'll actually have one with you guys. I don't know. You're putting the pressure on me to have to do something, and I'm not very good at that at all. You just need a plug-in. That's it. Maybe it's more than that. I, I washed all of the uh, jars that the stuff goes in and, and all of the seals and everything, and I'm just kind of like working on it. I think I'm going to put a table right there, move yeah. this over, put a table right there, and then the, the Bradination clean Klana yeah. thingy. Yeah. Bar- bar- <laughs> the Bartesian. Bar- particle. Yeah, bar- yeah, you're doing great. Hi, Loki. Yeah. There's our studio cat, Loki. He's up in Skinner's chair saying hi. I, I should, I'll send you a picture of Studio Cat. Yeah, things. we'll have to get Studio Cat on the uh, so damn on Instagram and social media. That picture of him sitting here. Yeah, that's that's the one. The one. Oh that's my god, one. you got you, that, okay, gang? You're gonna see the cutest goddamn picture. It's gonna give you cavities. It's it's he's it's sitting, so fucking sweet. He he jumps up there to sit there and watch me work. He's in my seat. Just he watches uh, me do my magic. That's right. You so know we you know what we were supposed to talk to Skinner on the phone here, and he blew us off. Did he forget? Um, uh, yeah. Let's call was, him. Call him. He was going to, no, I'm not going to mess with him now. I don't know what he's into right now. It's Alaska. It can't be anything good. Well, I'm, I mean, it's seven, it's, it's, it's an hour behind six here. I don't know what it's it an is. an hour behind. It's an hour yeah. behind. Yeah. So it's 626. It's, yeah. It's later here than there. That's how the time zones work. I'm going to leave him alone. It's All a right. vacation. All right. You know what I mean? But he he promised that he was going to talk to us. He did. He, he was going to give us a little clip, but we didn't get anything. Who the fuck goes to Alaska? Let me just ask. 
I don't know. I, if you're a hunter, I guess it makes sense. Hunter, uh, you like to hunt or fish. Like, it's, there's a lot of that up there, but um, it's also fucking dark all, a lot. And it's cold. sometimes it's just sunny all the time. It's I don't understand the appeal. I mean, you know, if you're gonna go on a vacation, go somewhere. You know, right. where you, can, do you have you have inhibitions when you go to Alaska? I think. Like what? Well, I mean, look. Well, now I'm he, interested in what you. He's very shy. He well, yeah, I know he does. He's very shy. He's a shy guy. Um, he's a sweetheart. I think we're corrupting him slightly. I think so. Yeah. I really do think so. He comes in here and he hears how easily we talk about things, and it freaks him out a little bit. Yeah. He's, no, it's okay. He's that, a shy. He's a lovely human being. No, he's a wonderful. He's not human, like me. Poor I'm, baby. I'm like a fucking. We'll we'll bring him around. Habanero pickle over here. We'll bring him around. We'll bring him around. He's we'll, he's we'll all, teach he's, him a thing yeah. or two. Well, when he was completely uh, shit house that one time, he was pretty animated. So he was another show. He was talking <laughs> to a fucking dog. Yeah, well, for forty five percent of our show, he loved so. that dog. <laughs> he just loved he the really dog. loved that dog. <laughs> the, the dog was more interesting than doing a podcast. I think. <laughs> Well, okay, so send us some uh, words you use to describe folks. Yeah. Fuck knuckle. Right. Right. Dipshit is, it was a go-to for me for a very long time. Right. Thundercunt. Um, Dumbass. I, you know, right. the really simple ones. Fuck puppet. Fuck puppet was one of my favorite ones yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That could go a couple ways, depending on what you're into. There's got to be a hundred more. Yeah, no, I'm sure there are. I want to know what they are because I want to start using one. Yeah, I think we'll and, have like a word of the show. you have to put a little show. description next to it. Like, right, explain what it means. Like, for instance, I gave you what fuck knuckle is. Fuck knuckle is like just above shitbag in stature, okay? so And fuckball is a little bit above that. So you now you know. Now you know uh -huh. what levels. What we'll do is build a graphic out of it based on its severity. <laughs> Of how to use it, you know, we'll build a graphic. Like, we'll put it on the sh on the inst on the social media so that like everybody knows how to use like it. Like a terror right. uh, terror alert graphic, you know, right? Kind of, yeah. Yellow, yellow is, right. is shit bag. Red right. is fuck knuckle. Fuck right. puppet. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> yeah. How the degrees of which the word means to like either good or bad, and there you go. yeah, where it falls on the spectrum of of descriptive you words. You know what's amazing is that is that I have been engaged with somebody where I'm arguing with them and, and said, you're nothing but a goddamn fuck knuckle. They don't know what to say because they don't know what it means. So they just sit there stunned. Well, we're going to take care of that. So now everybody will know what it means. Yeah. I love this. I love this idea. Let's go with <laughs> the it. left and the right lane. Uh, thesaurus. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> game on bitches <laughs> uh also uh we're gonna have a bracket soon we're gonna do a bracket um of like the worst people you know not necessarily the the uh, what mrs what do you mean, like call a, them the like a basketball we should call them the famished games um <laughs> like a playoff yeah like a playoff bracket okay Right. Well, 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 we had some entries, some pretty good entries here. Oh, did you, you know? have some entries for? No, we, had, we did when we, we were talking about them, you know, the rock and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we in did there. That. Yep. Um, Someone. Do I have, have? I think I might have. Oh, here it is. Oh, here it is. Okay. okay here's 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 uh, her three entries for the starving games. And this is Cece. 
That's the initials. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Yeah. Supreme Court Justice Clarence the Pubic Hair Thomas. <laughs> Supreme Supreme Court Justice Samuel Fuckface Alito. Fuckface. That's got to go on the spectrum. <laughs> and for the win, Usain Bolt. <laughs> I don't know if Usain Bolt is a fighter, but fuck, he's fast. He could get up there and shiv the fuck out of you before you even can think about it and run away, grab your apples and be gone well, into the especially forest. Especially those two. Yeah. Yeah, those two aren't very fast. I <laughs> Clarence pubic hair. <laughs> Thomas. That goes back to uh his confirmation Good. hearing, right? Go big or go home. <laughs> Oh, I love you fucking people. Yeah, that was uh, that that is another show altogether. That's a whole different show. I I remember watching Nita Woods. I felt so bad for her that she had to be fucking diminished down to that, you know? Yeah. And all she was trying to do was make sure that some prick didn't get to sit in one of those seats. Right. Which she has. Didn't work. No. Because 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 Anita was a lowly woman. Yeah. That's basically what it come down to. This country hates women. This country does. Well, you saw Abbott's statement, right? We're we're just gonna um, th- what? How we're gonna fix this abortion thing is we're just gonna stop rape. Yeah, that I mean, Jen Jen Saki had it, and I love that woman. I think she should have an award every fucking day. She was like, "Well, if Governor Abbott has found a way to stop rape, I'd be nice if he could share it with everybody." What like, an absolute colon worm! <laughs> colon worm? Yes. Oh my god! Abbott's a colon worm. Uh, that's why he's sitting all the time because he is in a wheelchair. I was right. I mean, like, what do you mean, like? Was I making fun of somebody who's disabled? I don't want to do that. But well, no, no, no. No, no. Remember I said I thought Governor Abbott was in a wheelchair. Yeah, like like I was Roosevelt right. or, I was or, right. or... No, not like Roosevelt, because Roosevelt tried to do what he could to hide it, and he mm. actually had braces, and he'd stand from... Right, uh, right, right. You know, so... No, Abbott's just wheelchair-bound. Um, so he's probably not raping anybody anyway. Oh, well. Mm. Oh, well. See, I don't understand why we're even having these kinds of discussions, well, but I, man, because we don't we don't have a uterus and we don't have a vagina. But I got to let me just enter this. OK, I wish that a fairy godmother or godfather or something like that mm-hmm. would show up and give me a vagina for a day. I would like this. I would call in sick. I would order pizza. I would have alcohol and everything else here. Mm-hmm. And I would just find out what it's all about. Yeah, no. And then at midnight, it goes back to regular junk. I'd I'd walk around with mirrors on my shoes. I just want to I just want to know what what kind of experience are you are you are you uh, are you turning red? I don't understand what's no, happening. No, that's my here. shirt. It's oh. just my shirt. No, I. You know what? The just for a day, just one day. I think uh, we should a all Cinderella have that, level vagina, and uh, then at midnight, I don't want any fucking mice though. I don't like mice, and I don't want any pumpkins either. I'm just saying that I would like to have a vagina for one day, and then at midnight it goes away. The entire section reminded me of Thailand. Um, <laughs> I think that we we should not be, and I mean we, I mean men. Men should not be making policy decisions for for women based on things we have no idea what it's like to to have. I, I just don't. It doesn't ding, make any ding, sense. Ding, ding. And the when when Abbott says, "Well, we'll just take care of rape in Texas. We're just going to get rid of rape." 
Well, that's great. That would be that would be great. What are you going to turn would, off? Are how you the fuck turn are you going to do that? Switch Abbott. Right. How are you going to fucking do that one? And and I saw this. You're going to fucking it, program that into Alexa. Alexa, turn right. off rate. Right. Yeah. Could we? Yeah. Could we turn off rate, please? Oh, Alexa. I hate, thank I don't you. like him at all. He's a fucking moron. And and I saw this on a, on a number of uh, tweets, and and I can't give everybody credit that did it because there were some. There was a couple of them, and they were absolutely on point. Hmm. You're talking about how you're going to get rid of rape, right? That we're going to, you're going to get rid of rape. That's going to take care of it because that's the big argument, right? But yet you don't have a $10,000 bounty line for rapists. Yeah. But ostensibly, now hear me out. This is going to fucking sound terrible, but hear me out. Listeners, please try to stay with me on this one. I, I, I'm not trying to be crass in any way. I just, this is how I, I see this happening in my head in Texas, right? Some fuck knuckle rapes a woman, right? Uh Uh-huh. Rapes her. Maybe he knows her. She doesn't know who he was, doesn't know who the rapist was. Maybe he knows who she is. Rapes her. She gets pregnant. And then she doesn't find out until week seven, because that's a possibility, a very real possibility. That you don't find out before, the, before the six weeks, right? The all the time. She has to go to get an abortion. He knows that this has happened. He turns her in, makes $10,000 off of his own rape. Fuck off. It could no, happen it, based on the structure that Texas has put in. This is just the most disgusting thing I've ever Tell heard me it's wrong. It's, I mean, it's wrong, but tell me that no, that's I, not an opportunity that's, that some male in Texas could have because other males have made decisions for the females in that I fucking state. I just fucking hate all of this. It's fucking ridiculous. Now I'm in a piss poor mood. God damn Thanks it. Thanks a lot that I got to think about these kinds of things. Yeah. Fuck you, Texas. Fuck you, Abbott. And top, top, top of the top. Fuck you, Lee Greenwood, for giving people this idea that uh, this is this is the way that America is. I mean, I don't think Lee Greenwood had that in his song, but all right. I think it's a little unfair to Lee Greenwood. Why don't I just call him and find out? Yeah, let's just I'll send him next show. Let's email. see. If, yeah, let's see if we can get Lee Greenwood on the show next time. I'll say <laughs> just <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to the previous show where I <laughs> where just blew him apart. Good. All right. Is that, uh, the, is that the is that the close music? <laughs> Milgram, do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> Milgram's final thoughts. Well, uh, again, uh, if there is a fairy godmother out there listening, I would really appreciate that. Just one day, um, I'd get a lovely <laughs> pizza, and um, maybe not so much alcohol, so that I could be wherewithal. But in the end, I guess my final thought is going to be that we have a lot of work to fix this country. Uh, people think that we're fixing this country little by little, but we are taking steps back. I have realized 100% this country hates women. It doesn't, it, it only celebrates women uh, surfacely, surfically. It doesn't, it doesn't embrace its women and say, okay, they, they are a force to be reckoned with. Um, and Texas is that indicator right there. That's state number one. There's other states that are considering similar, similar things. Well, I mean, DOJ's suing them, so hopefully that works. How many fucking years do we got to step back and go backwards? And if it's if it's women, what's what's it going to be next? POC again? Or we're just going to keep going through this cycle 
where we're fucking over the Americans who love this country. Yeah. And why should they love this country? Right. That's Honest, my final. This country hates everybody that's not a white man, honestly, at this point, the way the policies are made. Um, well, it's good. I, I think that was. What about you? What well, are your final thoughts? Fuck it. Let's watch it all burn. Um, no. I think that. <laughs> what? I think that like we need. Rome? In the, in the light of the 20 year anniversary for 9 11 this weekend, probably as you're listening to the show, hopefully. I think we need to find our way back to understanding that it's okay that we're different, that it's okay that we don't agree, that it's okay to love each other for our differences, not just because of our similarities. I think it's time we stop acting like a bunch of assholes and find a way back to what it means to be whole again. And we were really only ever whole for about six months after any major disaster in the United States. I totally knew you were going to go sugar bear again. You know, I got to bring the, I got to bring you the real. Just, you I are gotta just bring the, the real. most cuddly. I'm you not trying the most to be cuddly. cuddly. Fucking sugar bear. You're not spiky at all like me. I'm not trying to I'm be like cuddly. I'm like a goddamn porcupine. What I'm trying to say is we're the only people that can change this, whatever this is, what is happening outside our doors, what's happening in our living rooms during Thanksgiving, what's happening in our supermarkets, what's happening on our social media. We're we're the only ones that can change that shit. We're always at odds, though. How do we get past that? I think we have to accept that we're different and love each other because we are, right? We fight because we're different. Let me tell you something. You kick in that guillotine and... <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's going to be a little that'll, harder. That'll, that'll make people think twice about being an asshole, won't it? I just think, I just think that the, the, the people that... Just the people that listen to this show, right? I know that we, for the most part, we have dichotomous views to the people that may be surrounding us, that may be in our families, that may may have scorned us in some way because they believe in one thing that we don't believe. Sure. We have the ability to be the better person here. Right? Okay. So, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Simple. Simple. Don't fuck it up. Try to find a way not to fuck it up. So, for left in the right lane, as always, I'm Dunning. And I'm Milgram. You have a great fucking week. We love you, assholes. Assholes.